it's the first set of tests, you're not going to see all the metals you have in your body. It's just the nature of heavy metals testing. The amount of time people need to detox is going to be a little bit different for everyone based on their ability to detox. When people have severely compromised health issues, where they have complex chronic illness, their ability for toxins to exit their body is compromised. Start looking at adding a detox strategy to your daily lifestyle, and I think it's absolutely necessary. Welcome to the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast, where we meet the world's top experts to explore the secrets of health, mindset, longevity, and so much more. Are you ready to take charge of your existence and biohack your life? This show is for you. Please keep in mind, we're not dispensing medical advice and are not responsible for any outcomes you may experience from implementing the tactics lying herein. Welcome back to the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast. Okay, friends, I am so excited about today's episode. It's really exciting when I bring on people that truly had a profound impact on my life when it comes to everything health and wellness. I've been listening to Wendy Myers for so, so long, and especially when I was really in my dark times when it comes to health issues. She was a godsend with her podcast. So to interview her now was really surreal, and not only that so much incredible beneficial information in today's show. We dive deep, deep, deep into detox, so deep into detox. And I know people have a lot of questions about detox, how to do it, how to do it safely, why you should do it, when you should do it. We talk a lot about infrared sauna. We talk about the role of emotional trauma when it comes to health issues, just so many things. I think you guys will learn so much from this episode and I can't wait to hear what you guys think. The show notes for today's episode will be at melanieavalon.com slash Wendy Myers. That's W-E-N-D-Y-M-Y-E-R-S. Those show notes will have a full transcript, so definitely check that out. There will be two episode giveaways for this episode. One will be in my Facebook group, IF Biohackers, Intermittent Fasting plus Real Foods plus Life. Comment something you learned or something that resonated with you on the pinned post to enter to win something that I love. And then check out my Friday announcement post on Instagram. Also comment something there to enter to win something that I love. If you're in enjoying the show, it would mean the absolute world, world, world if you could take a brief moment and subscribe and or write a brief review in Apple Podcasts. It helps so much more than most people realize. So thank you so much in advance for that. I have a very exciting announcement, friends. I have officially launched a TikTok channel. I've been on Instagram for a while, but it is time for TikTok. And with the channel, I'm going to be posting daily, very high quality, awesome biohacking content tips and tricks, things from my life. And I really want to bring the glam to biohacking because I feel like biohacking can be very male-centric or focused on a certain type of person. And I just want to break that stereotype and bring all the sparkles. So please join me there. My handle is Melanie Avalon official. Please let me know what you'd like to see from me, what you think of the content. I do feel pretty shy about it. So please join me so that we can be friends and just go on the most epic biohacking adventure. Okay, friends, Spirulina update. It is still coming. I know it's been taking a while. It's just because I want to make the most ideal Spirulina tablets on the market 
ones that are tested for purity and potency and to be free of all pesticides and just the highest quality. So we've got that spirulina source. It tastes awesome. The issue we're experiencing is that in order to make it into tablets, it requires another ingredient. If you're currently taking spirulina tablets and they say they are one ingredient, they are not one ingredient. There is something in there that is helping to keep that structure. So we're trying to figure out which route to go with this. It's really fun because I keep trying different samples. I think I know which one I like the most, but we'll see which one I end up picking. Either way, I really love the taste of our spirulina. It doesn't taste fishy or LGE, and I really experienced the benefits. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, you can get my other Avalon X supplements at avalonx.us. Friends, have you jumped on the serapeptase bandwagon yet? That's what I launched with, and to this day, it continues to be my most favorite supplement ever. It's a proteolytic enzyme created by the Japanese silkworm. When you take it in the fasted state, it actually breaks down non-living problematic proteins in your body, so it can help address an array of issues. Like I said, it will clear your sinuses, calm inflammation, it may help reduce cholesterol. Studies have shown it can break down amyloid plaque, it can help alleviate pain, and so much more. I take it daily. It is one of the most important supplements in my arsenal. This is the new year. Start it off right. Get some serapeptase. You can get 10% off with the coupon code MELANIEAVALON, as well as a 20% off code when you text AVALONX to 877-861-8318. That's AVALONX to 877-861-8318. Those codes will also work with my fantastic partner, MD Logic Health. For that, go to melanieavalon.com slash mdlogic. And of course, all of my supplements I formulated to be the very best on the market. They're tested multiple times for heavy metals and mold. They're free of all common allergens as well as problematic fillers, which goes back to that whole spirulina formulation issue I was talking about. They come in glass bottles to help prevent leaching of plastics into ourselves and the environment. And we even use the minimal amount of stickiness required for the labels to help with our environmental impact. To get these fantastic products, go to avalonx.us and definitely get on my email list so that you don't miss the Spirulina launch special. For that, go to avalonx.us slash email list. Another resource for you guys if you struggle with food sensitivities like I do, you have got to get my app, Food Sense Guide. It's a comprehensive catalog of over 300 foods for 11 potentially problematic compounds. These include things you may be reacting to, like gluten, lectins, FODMAPs, histamine, oxalates, sulfites, thiols, whether or not something is a nightshade, and so much more. It even includes autoimmune paleo AIP status. You can learn about the compounds, create your own list to share and print, and finally take charge of your food sensitivities. It is a top Apple app, often in the top 10 for the Apple food and drinks charts. And friends, get it now because I'm going to be updating it to a subscription basis soon. So you definitely want to get grandfathered in for life at one super low price. With the subscriptions, by the way, I'm going to be implementing some pretty cool features. So I need to do subscriptions to help support that. So like I said, get it now before we change to subscriptions. You can get it at melanieavalon.com slash foodsenseguide. And one more thing before we jump in. Did you know there are over a thousand compounds found in conventional skincare and makeup in the U.S.? 
that have been banned in Europe due to their toxicity. If you are using conventional skincare makeup, you are directly putting into your bloodstream toxic compounds, including obesogens, which can literally cause your body to store and gain weight. So if your diet's not working, you might want to think about what's happening with your skincare makeup, as well as carcinogens linked to cancer. I'm not making this up and just endocrine disruptors in general, which mess with our hormones. Thankfully, there's an easy solution to this. There's a company called Beauty Counter, and they were founded on a mission to change this. Every single ingredient is extensively tested to be safe for your skin, so you can truly feel good about what you put on, and their products really work. I am obsessed with their overnight resurfacing peel, their vitamin C serum, they have shampoo and conditioner, skincare lines for every skin type, and incredible makeup. It's so amazing that Tina Fey actually wore all beauty counter makeup when she hosted the Golden Globes. So yes, it is high definition camera ready. You can shop with me at beautycounter.com slash Melanie Avalon and use the coupon code cleanforall20 to get 20% off site-wide. You can get the latest updates from me, specials, sales, samples, and so much more on my email list. That's at melanieavalon.com slash cleanbeauty. And you can join me in my Facebook group, Clean Beauty and Safe Skincare with Melanie Avalon. People share product reviews and their experiences, and I do a giveaway every single week in that group as well. And lastly, if you're thinking of making clean beauty and safe skincare a part of your future, like I have, I definitely recommend becoming a Band of Beauty member. It's sort of like the Amazon Prime for clean beauty. You get 10 percent back in product credit, free shipping on qualifying orders, and a welcome gift that is worth way more than the price of the year-long membership. It is totally completely worth it. And I'll put all this information in the show notes. An important announcement, friends. My EMF blocking products are coming. Make sure you don't miss the launch special. For that, get on my email list at melanieavalon.com slash EMF email list. EMFs are actually classified by the IARC as a group 2B, possibly carcinogenic to humans. These are such a problem. We are exposed to them through our Wi-Fi, our cell phones, our AirPods, And they are linked to so many health issues, including anxiety, migraines, headaches, even fertility issues. This is such a problem. Thankfully, you can address your EMF exposure. I'm going to help with that with my Avalon X EMF blocking product line. So again, get on my email list at melanieavalon.com slash EMF email list to check that out. All right, without further ado, please enjoy this wonderful conversation with Wendy Myers. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the show. I am so incredibly excited about the conversation that I'm about to have. So backstory on today's conversation, I bring a lot of amazing guests onto this show and a lot of guests that I've been following for a long time. Today's guest holds a special place in my heart because I've been following her work for years. I especially personally went through my own issues with heavy metal toxicity and detoxing from that and other issues. And when I was in my, I call it the black hole time of my life. When I was in that black hole time, I would just religiously listen to the podcast of Wendy Myers. She has two podcasts, the Myers Detox Podcast and the Supercharged Podcast. I like lived for that show it was like my guiding light out of the the darkness. So I have been wanting to interview her for years. She is a wealth of knowledge on not just heavy metal toxicity, but all things health related, like gut issues, mold, so many things, infrared sauna. And she has a book called Limitless Energy, How to Detox Toxic Metals to End Exhaustion and Chronic Fatigue. And she is a functional diagnostic nutritionist and an NES bioenergetic practitioner. So this is a moment 
moment I've been waiting for for a long time. I have so many questions. Wendy, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. So to start things off, I do imagine that a lot of my audience is probably very familiar with your work, but could you tell the audience a little bit about your personal story, your own toxicity issues and what you experienced and what led to what you're doing today? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm like a lot of people listening, you know, my health was kind of my full-time job and my hobby and my passion is health always has been since I was a teen. And I just, I'd had a baby at 37. And after that, I just, I just wasn't bouncing back. Like I, I was having trouble losing weight. I was having, you know, trouble sleeping, I was just having a lot of health issues that I'd never had before, even though I was taking perfect care of myself, you know, and I was, I went to the doctor, I like, figure out what's wrong with me. Like I knew something was wrong, even though I didn't have major symptoms, just some fatigue and weight loss and brain fog and trouble sleeping. I'm like, figure it out. And so they found out that I had the hormone levels of a menopausal woman, which I was thrilled to hear at 37. <laughs> And then I had low thyroid function. I had low, you know, stress hormones, you know, from adrenal fatigue and a lot of nutrient deficiencies. And I just thought, how is this happening? Like I take perfect care of myself. You know, I eat organic food, cook it myself, shop at the farmer's market. It's all fresh. I take this huge bag of expensive vitamins, the best of the best. I work out, you know, many hours a week. I do the stress relief, blah, 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 blah. And and I just went, uh, you know, I just didn't want to go on hormone replacement therapy because I was like, isn't that for menopausal women? You know, like I just, I just thought there, there has to be some reason my body broke down and there's, I got to figure out what that is and then fix that, not just do hormone replacement. Though that's a perfectly acceptable solution that works really well for millions of women. But for me, I just, I was like, how do I get my body working again naturally? I'm 37 you know? And so I went on Dr. Google and I, I thought, what's, what causes adrenal fatigue? And a website came up that advertised hair mineral analysis to do heavy metals testing. And it just really made sense to me. And I did a heavy metals test and I had all these heavy metals and I, I done so much reading on health and about, you know, mercury toxicity and sushi, which I ate twice a week. I was a fanatic for sushi. And I just read about, you know, arsenic and I had uranium and I thought, what on earth is uranium? I haven't heard that one. And then I would read about lead and I'd read about mercury, but I just didn't think that it applied to me because I was so healthy, you know, and because my lifestyle was so healthy. So that kind of got blown out of the water, you know, and, and so I just, uh, just I and a light bulb just something just came over me and I just started researching ferociously about and reading like this website on heavy metals where I got the heavy metals testing and it just made so much sense to me and I just couldn't turn away and I started you know I wanted to start working in the health industry and I founded myersdetox.com to write about you know all this stuff that I was learning about heavy metal toxicity and that's how my website was born. And I turned my health around too. That is an incredible story. And I relate to so much of it as well, because like you, I 
like when I first got the heavy metal toxicity, it was when I was already really health conscious and felt like I was doing all the things. And I just having flashbacks to like you, like being on Google and trying to figure out what was going on. And did you have fillings or any other sources of heavy metals besides the the sushi for the mercury? Oh yeah. I definitely had had a lot of mercury fillings from the age of five years old to 20 when I had them all removed by a regular dentist, a conventional dentist. And I just did it for cosmetic reasons. Cause I just didn't want to, if I opened my mouth, I didn't want someone seeing this black filling. <laughs> so that was just the only reason I didn't know at the time, but then, but in my twenties when I was depressed my whole twenties and just had just mental health stuff, I, I believe from the mercury and fatigue. And I just never felt like I had much energy, you know, for my age, but, but yeah, I definitely had, I had that, I had at least four or five mercury fillings taken out that I'd had for a long time. Yeah. I'm so interested by that because for me, I didn't have fillings. It was literally all just from fish. And when they tested me, my blood levels of mercury were over 30, which is like, <laughs> like, not possible almost. I remember, and I, I'm just so passionate about this now because I think, especially like with the, you mentioned the sushi, for example, I don't think people really realize the extent to which, well, the effects of mercury and also choosing low versus high mercury fish. Like, I wish we could see mercury, like, I w- <laughs> because then people would realize, oh, if I have like a piece of swordfish, that could literally be like 300 pieces of tilapia and one piece of swordfish. I've checked, which is just absolutely crazy. So many questions. So you said you tested with hair mineral analysis. There's lots of debates about the different testing methods. So many debates. So how do you feel about testing hair versus urine, stool? What are your thoughts? And then like challenged tests. What are your thoughts? Yeah, well, with hair mineral analysis, I mean, it is scientifically valid for Uh, testing for heavy metals. I think the issue is a lot of people don't know how to read it and they don't understand the nature of heavy metals testing that many times on any metals test, if you, if your body isn't detoxing well, you're not going to have metals show up that you do in fact have in your tissues. And so that has to be accounted for on any heavy metals test that you do. Even the best heavy metals tests you know, you're not going to see all the metals that you have in your body until your body is better able to detox. It has the nutrients it needs. It has the energy it needs. You're doing things to mobilize metals out of your tissues like detox supplements or infrared saunas or ionic foot baths or liver optimization or whatever you're doing or all of the above. So I think that's where the maybe misinformation comes about hair mineral analysis. But the fact is everyone can do a hair mineral analysis. Not everyone can do a urine metals push test using chelators because it's especially someone who's ill and they need to do testing. That makes, that can make people very, very ill to do a urine push test. And then in some metals come out in different ways in the body. Some only come out in the hair, some come out in the urine, some come out in the stool, some come out, we see that better in the blood, you know, so it's just, uh, ideally you want to do all of those tests and then you'll get the best picture of your body burden of metals, but you still, especially if it's the first set of tests, you're not going to see all the metals you have in your body. It's just the nature of heavy metals testing. 
So I did do urine tests and I did challenged versions. And for listeners, basically you take a chelating agent, well, backtracking, you can take the urine test without a chelating agent to see what you are at baseline. And then you can take a chelating agent that helps pull out those metals. And then you collect your urine and you can see how much is coming out with that agent. And so a question I've had about this for so long, because I know when I did it personally, because I did it for quite a few months and I ex- experienced exactly what you just talked about, which was I had a certain amount come out in the beginning. And then the more I did it, the more it actually would pull out. It's like it was going in deeper and deeper and pulling out more things. Like I, I would see the uranium, like you mentioned. I was like, oh, what is that? I'm curious. So how would you know when you have pulled out, if you're doing urine, for example, when you have pulled out the metals that you quote need to pull out versus when you are actually just, you might be good, but now you're just going in really deep and pulling out even more when maybe you don't need to be pulling that out. Like, I don't know if that timeline would, if you would see that on a timeline, like, is there like a point of diminishing returns where you reach a point where you're just kind of going in too deep? Well, no, because you know, you have to do a detox based on your ability to detox. Like you don't, you know, we want to push the envelope a little bit, but not so much that you can't function, you know? And so the amount of time people need to detox is going to be a little bit different for everyone based on their ability to detox and how much energy they have and things of that nature. So roughly if you're a somewhat healthy person, you probably need a couple of years to detox, you know, to get most of this, you know, the majority of stuff out of your body. And then you can do kind of like a maintenance thing where you're doing some ionic foot baths or, you know, one or two a week or a couple of infrared saunas a week just to maintain your clean, healthy body. But if you're chronically ill, you have complex chronic illness, you're probably looking at four years or more. No. So it's detox is a lifestyle. I mean, we have we've had decades of accumulating these toxins and there's a hundred thousand plus chemicals in our environment, dozens of heavy metals. You know, you're you know, accumulating this stuff for decades, you're just not gonna get it out in six months. It it just isn't gonna happen. And this is something I'm also really passionate about spreading awareness on and what I love that you talk about in the book. And also what you just said, which is, I think sometimes people can realize that they have heavy metal toxicity and they just want to go fast and they want to get it out now. And that's definitely what I did. And in retrospect, I think I did a little bit of damage by not paying proper attention to minerals and going too fast with chelation. I think I pulled out a lot of minerals from my body. So I'm really passionate about people taking the right approach, which like you said, is probably very individual. So the actual heavy metals themselves, and you talk about this in your book, Limitless Energy, how do they actually, like, how do they hurt us? What are they actually doing to our mitochondria? I'm fascinated by this concept that they can actually take the role of other minerals or enzymes. So what are they actually doing to us? Yeah. So what metals do, and and this is why they can negatively impact every organ and organ system in the body, your brain, everything, your energy producers, your mitochondria, is because they poison enzymes, they poison proteins, 
They poison all of our different glands, our hormones. So they just mess up our whole communication system. So it messes up our hormones, our neurotransmitter production, our blood sugar control. You know, the number one cause of diabetes is toxins. It's not our diet. It's because a lot of people have been eating carbs since Timbuktu, you know, like from the dawn of time. And we didn't have this plague of diabetes that we do now. And we also, it messes up digestion, absorbing your nutrients. It doesn't matter what you eat. It only matters what you absorb. And so digestion is hugely impacted by heavy metals and decimating our, you know, mercury, copper, other metals decimating our, our gut bacteria, our gut lining. And not only that, but our energy production of which, you know, 30% of our energy is used for digestion, you know, so it impacts our digestion in so many different ways, damaging our hydrochloric acid production, our digestive enzyme production, on and on and on and on. And aluminum, you know, and other metals, lead, mercury, reduce our brain activity, reduce neurotransmitter production, reduce electrical signals being sent from our brain and our nervous system, if not outright kill brain cells. So there's just, I can just keep going on our infertility ability to reproduce. It just goes on and on and on and on. The actual metals themselves, is it that they are inherently, quote, bad or toxic, or is it just that they are not the materials that our body uses and so they're messing everything up? Like to further clarify, like manganese, for example, is a metal, but we use that also for our health. So like what determines, like I mentioned before, I'm fascinated by them like taking the place of other enzymes. Are they naturally toxic or is it just that they are like, they're not made to be used by the body? Well, there's two classes of metals. Like some of them are physiologically required in our body. Like we need a little bit of nickel and a little bit of manganese and a little bit of, you know, other iron, things like that. But it's, but there's other metal, but if there's too much of those, they can become toxic or too little of those, we impede function, physiological function. And then there's another class of metals like mercury and lead and arsenic that have zero physiological function of the body and they need to be, they will poison the body. So they there's they need to be out of the body. I was fascinated to read in your book, was it arsenic that specifically poisons the enzymes that transport the triglycerides out of cells so it can lead to weight gain? That's so fascinating. Yeah, I had this problem. Like when I got my metal testing, I had such high arsenic and I told you I had trouble losing weight. And I thought it was really fascinating when I read this that you know, arsenic poisons enzymes that transport your fat out of your fat cells or your triglycerides out of your fat cells. So it can definitely impede weight loss. But there are also a whole class of chemicals called obesogens that can make your fat cells grow exponentially larger, or it can also, you know, just make your body harbor weight. A lot of people that have excess weight and they might be doing everything right with their diet and exercise. I've had countless clients come to me that are doing everything right and they're just not losing weight and and they just think, oh, I'm getting older, or maybe it's my hormones or whatever it is. But your body is innately intelligent. It uses fat to store all these toxins and chemicals and obesogens 
so your your fat is like a garbage disposal. It's a garbage can. <laughs> it's a storage facility. And so your body isn't going to let that go. It needs it. So a lot of times when people have trouble losing weight, it's just a detoxification issue. And as the you kind of coax all these toxins out and get rid of them, the body can let the fat go. Yeah, this is a reason I talk on every single show about the importance of safe skincare and makeup because I just think that's so, like our exposure to obesogens and endocrine disruptors, I think people just don't even realize how detrimental it can be and the systemic effects that it can have. So speaking of sources of exposure, when it comes to diet, for example, is a processed diet higher in heavy metals or does it not have anything to do with that? Is it more about the types of food? You talk about how organic food can sometimes actually have higher amounts of certain metals. So when it comes to eating, what should we eat? How can we avoid this? Yeah. So for sure, any kind of uh, processed foods or fast foods are going to have all different kinds of metals and chemicals in them that organic food may or may not have. So, you know, with organic food, you know, there's, you know, it's estimates about seven, eight percent of organic foods still have pesticides in them. If they're grown next to a conventional farm that is using pesticides and organic means chemical free, pesticide free, it does not mean heavy metal free. So organic food can be grown on a farm that used to use, you know, a lead based pesticide or arsenic or fluoride based pesticide that still persists in the soil, but it not, it's just not using that anymore, but it, that will still get into the food depending on what crop it is, you know, like teas and hemp and, and other kind of crops are in herbs, very, very good at pulling heavy metals and chemicals from the soil. The more nutritious a food is like an herb or a tea, the more it has an affinity to pull heavy metals and minerals from the ground. Yeah. And, and going back to the, the packaged foods and fast foods, those, if they have high fructose corn syrup, that can have mercury in it. If it has partially hydrogenated oils, nickel is a catalyst that helps to hydrogenate those fats and make them solid and sit on the shelf and be good for two years and not go rancid. So all the, the partially hydrogenated oils soybean oils and all those things have nickel in them, not to mention the food packaging is either made from plastics or has a different PFA, you know, PUFAs or PFAS. And these are, you know, chemicals that whisk away grease or they just make the food, you know, be more attractive in the, the, in the packaging. And so there's just a lot of different chemicals and food colorings and food flavorings and food additives and stabilizers and emulsifiers and things that are used in these, you know, Franken foods. It blows my mind that things like aluminum are literally added to, you know, flour, salt, sugar, baking powder. So I'm assuming, because I know in your book, you talk about like a lot of the main metals that are issues and some are classified as carcinogens, but are some not like, is aluminum considered a carcinogen? Well, carcinogens are things that cause cancers. So aluminum has been, you know, detected as being a contributor to breast cancer, but really the biggest offender is cadmium. Cadmium causes more cancers than all of the other heavy metals combined. 
And so cadmium is what you find in cigarette smoke and marijuana smoke. And so what it does is it essentially damages our DNA. And so when a cell divides, the cell's copying, that DNA can be damaged. It copies this kind of aberrant copy of our genes. And then that can then lead to, you know, if it's allowed to grow out of control, maybe the immune system is down, it's poisoned by heavy metals, it's just too overwhelmed with all different types of infections, then that cell can be allowed to grow out of control and turn into a tumor, be it benign or malignant or cancerous. And so that's kind of the genesis of of how, you know, cadmium causes cancer in the body. And that's why we see cigarette smokers with such high rates of of different types of cancers. And it's that cadmium. You're getting a high level of cadmium in the cigarette smoke. And it doesn't matter, even if you quit 20 years ago, if you haven't done any type of detox, I still have clients that quit. They only smoke for like a year, 20 years ago or longer even, and they still have a high amount of cadmium. You know, you get cadmium from shellfish and from anywhere you find mercury, you also find cadmium because these are all coming into the atmosphere from coal deposits, coal burning industry, get into the air. We breathe it in in the air. It gets into our seafood, settles in the oceans. So a lot of places we're picking up cadmium today, but there's other metals that cause cancers, you know, mercury, there's, there's plenty of them, arsenic as well. Speaking of, you mentioned how long ago people, you know, were smoking and they still have the cadmium. The half-life of these metals, which ones stay in the longest, which have the longest half-life, which ones have a shorter half-life? Well, you know, I don't really know off the top of my head, honestly. I, I think it's just not terribly relevant, I mean, to like the average listener. But the, the fact is a lot of these half-life or no, a lot of these metals get into our body we do have a capacity to detox them and release them, but you know many people are accumulating metals. It, they poison our ability to detox them and release them, ironically. So the more toxic you become, the less able you're able to excrete them and detox them. And also your body becomes overwhelmed, your liver becomes overwhelmed, and digestion becomes compromised And when the liver becomes compromised. So people over time tend to accumulate these metals and having a harder time detoxing them, like regardless of what the metals or half-life is. Hi, friends. Do you want to come hang out with me and Dave Asprey and so many other guests I've had on the show? You simply must come to the 10th Annual Biohacking Conference. May 30th through June 1st in Dallas, Texas. And of course, I have a massive discount code for you guys. I went last year to the one in Orlando, and it was one of the most fun times of my entire life. I met and got to hang out with so many guests that I've had on the show. I met so many of you guys. And of course, there's lots of Danger Coffee and Dave Asprey approved meals and Dry Farm Wines. And that's just the social aspect. The conference itself is mind-blowing. They have this incredible expo where they have all the biohacking supplements, all the biohacking things. You can learn about them, try samples, meet the creators and founders. If you haven't tried a lot of biohacking things, it's a great chance to actually try them out in person. Things like brain tap, infrared sauna, hyperbaric oxygen chambers, and so much more. There are so many incredible speakers as well. You can hear talks from people I've had on the show, like Paul Saladino, 
Dr. Daniel Amen, Dr. Sarah Gottfried, Dr. Mercola, Dr. Annika Becca, and that is just a few of them. I seriously had the time of my life last year, and I would love to hang out with you guys. And you can get 35% off tickets. Just go to melanieavalon.com slash biohackingconference and use the coupon code BCMelanie to get 35% off your tickets. That's melanieavalon.com slash biohackingconference with the code BCMelanie to get 35% off your tickets. This code can be used for general admission or for VIP access. Seating is limited. They do sell out. They sold out last year. So get your ticket now. And if you come, definitely let me know because I want to meet you. So hopefully see you guys in Dallas. MelanieAvalon.com slash biohacking conference with coupon code BCMelanie. Get your tickets now. I'll see you guys there. Talking a little bit about the herbs you're talking about. I knew that that was also an issue with spices. I tend to eat like a ton, <laughs> like of ginger and turmeric, like, but in really large amounts. And I've actually wondered if the cost benefit of the, you know, the anti-inflammatory potential of the spices versus am I bringing in metals? Do you know if that's an issue with like high amounts of spices? I wouldn't be worrying about like ginger, turmeric or anything like that. But, you know, those tend to be foods that they promote detoxification, you know, and same thing with greens powders. Greens powders have a lot of boron in them. So the boron tends to bind onto heavy metals and or prevent them from getting into your body. I think the bigger issue, I think, are teas, like some types of like spices that are grown in India or China can have high amounts of, of heavy metals in them. So you just have to be aware of that. And, you know, because, you know, farmers are paid for their weight. So in India and China, they can they add lead to some spices. They add lead? They add lead because because their lead is very heavy. Oh my goodness. Wait, they add it on the down low or they add it like, it's like just okay to add it? It's a very common practice because they're paid for the weight of the, of the spices. Yeah. So, so yeah, so you have to just be careful. The sources of where you buy stuff, buy organic, buy stuff that's grown locally in the United States. I'm not as concerned about you know, herbs and, and things like that, that we use for cooking. And, you know, it, they tend to be small amounts. A lot of people listening to this show are probably using, you know, organic spices and things like that. We're not as worried about that. You know, the air is a bigger concern. Just the air you're breathing is probably a bigger concern than what you may be getting from spices. For the air, can something like air filters, t- I mean, because they, <laughs> when you look at air filters, you know, they say mold and toxins, they don't list metals. Is that something that can actually be filtered out? Yeah. yeah. I mean, depending on the filter, for sure. It, it just, it just depends on the, the type of filter, you know, it's really like in our home, usually it's like chemicals that are a bigger issue. And yes, we have mold and things like that. But yeah, if you have the right air filter, it will get heavy metals. But, but it, here's the thing, even there's a lot that you can control, in your environment, your beauty products, your diet and things like that. But even if you take every measure imaginable, because I've definitely driven myself nuts <laughs> to trying to like do all these different things to prevent the influx of toxins into my body. And I made a lot of changes and spent a lot of money. No matter what you do, you're still going to get toxins in your body. 
because of the air we breathe, the water that we're showering in or going in the pool or, you know, and even organic food, you're still going to have metals, some, maybe some pesticide exposure. So you really have to, you know, remove the most obvious sources of metals, do the best that you can with your budget. But really you have to think about a daily detox strategy and something that you're adding to your health regimen because, you know, it's a fact of life. I mean, if you look at the research, it's clear these metals are impacting you. They're causing the main chronic illnesses of our time, heart disease, high blood pressure, diabetes. They're contributing to fatigue. They're messing with your hormones, with your fertility, with so many different things. So if you have various health issues or you just feel like, you should feel better based on the effort that you're putting into your health and, you know, your, your diet and things like that, then you may want to start looking and at, at detoxification and adding a detox strategy to your daily lifestyle. And, and I think it's absolutely necessary. It's why I do what I do and try to educate people and why I'm focused on this topic is because I assure you, you need to be focusing on it. I agree. So approaching that, what is the role, especially like the way you approach it in detoxing versus, you know, adding in minerals. So adding in versus taking out, how should we start with all of that? Yeah. So, you know, what, when you're detoxing heavy metals, anywhere you find metals, you also find minerals. So they occupy similar binding sites in the body, meaning, you know, and a mineral needed to do something with an enzyme or transfer a hormone to, a, you know, convert one hormone to another, certain minerals are needed to do that to make energy in your, your ATP cycle and the Krebs cycle. So if you have different heavy metals, heavy metals can interfere in the functioning of that. Where you're, if your body is mineral deficient, it may need to use heavy metals to accomplish the same job. Or for instance, say you have cadmium toxicity. You know, your body needs to use zinc to repair your skin and your arteries and things of that nature. But if you don't have enough zinc, say you've been listening to the American Heart Association and you stop eating red meat, your or animal sources of zinc. Your like nuts are not a good source of zinc. You are you're not going to have enough zinc. And if you've smoked a lot of marijuana or cigarettes at any time or whatever, you just got it from sushi. If you have a lot of cadmium in your body, your your body's going to use that cadmium to repair your arteries. And cadmium is very hard and brittle. Not so great for like our arteries that are constantly flexing and need to be very flexible you know, stretching and becoming wider and then narrower and things like that. So over decades of that, you can get hardened arteries and then high blood pressure, heart disease, things of that nature. That's why smokers develop heart disease and high blood pressure. It's the cadmium that slowly hardens their arteries. So that's just one example of that. Another one is, say, people that get cramps all the time. You need potassium in your muscles for them to operate properly. But if you have, you've accumulated a certain amount of thallium, which is in petroleum deposits, it's in the air. If you have cesium that's in our environment from nuclear testing, anywhere there's been a nuclear accident or maybe nuclear testing, we've not been told, you know, the public hasn't been informed about, you know, everyone I test has cesium. 
And so those will occupy those binding sites in the body where potassium is supposed to be. So it doesn't matter what you do, like how much magnesium you take or whatever you're trying to do, you still will get those cramps because your muscles can't function properly because of the thallium and cesium. That's just a couple of examples, but this is happening in all of your body systems. So when a person is approaching this, because you started this off by talking about the role of testing, and in your book, you have specific tailored protocols for the different types of metals. Does a person need to actually specifically go after a specific metal or can they just kind of detox in general with the different things? Yeah, well, you can definitely start with detoxing in general, okay? Because this is like a whole body systemic issue where you need to open your detox pathways. You need to mineralize your body. You need to get your body functioning in a way that facilitates the release of heavy metals. So one of the easiest ways to do that is taking a trace mineral complex. You know, I really like Quinton. I like healthy salt. Those are both in my store on myearthdetox.com. There's lots of great mineral supplements out there, but those I found are really the best. And then you want to mineralize your body, you know, eating the top five detox foods, garlic, ginger, onions, egg yolks, and broccoli sprouts, incorporating a lot of those into your diet. Make sure you're pooping, you know, eating a lot of dietary fiber. If you're still not pooping, you know, maybe doing some coffee enemas, getting that. The coffee enemas are great for optimizing liver function. You got to get that liver working well to be able to detox. A lot of people's livers are just not working well at all. They're overwhelmed. And our livers do so many things. Maybe, you know, you can do infrared saunas are amazing for sweat out toxins and things like that. So that's that. those are all kind of overall detoxification strategies. And you can also take binders. Binders are amazing. They absorb toxins like a sponge. They're usually a certain type of fiber that will help to grab onto metals and take that you poop them out, poop them out of your body. And so I have a product called Citra Cleanse that's a grapefruit citrus pectin. And it's got a, you know, some cilantro extract and some other things to help you detox. And those are great overall strategies. You know, overall, I think it's wise to see what you're working with. You know, once you get to a certain point or you're interested in detox, you want to see what metals that you have. Because you need to take certain specific supplements that are required to remove those heavy metals. And so it's smart to kind of see what you're working with, track your progress, see if what you're doing is working or not. And, and that's going to, you know, usually going to require working with a detox practitioner that's trained in doing this to help you avoid any pitfalls, help you, you know, course correct with your supplementation or, or what have you. But for sure, different metals have different nutrients that more effectively remove them. So it's, it's good to test. So when a person does test their hair, because I know when you you do what they say to pull it out from the root of your head, are they testing the hair closest to your head? Like what's the timeline of how quickly it matches what's actually in your body? Just because hair takes so long to grow. So I'm curious, like, can you see a timeline in your hair? Like would the metals be different, like down your entire length of your hair? Oh yeah, for sure. So when we're doing a hair mineral analysis, we're only testing like one inch or about two and a half centimeters from your scalp. And that's going to give us the most biologically active recent picture 
of what tissue levels of heavy metals that you have. Because your body is very good at, like, it, your hair is basically a big garbage can. <laughs> I know it looks good and everything, but it's a garbage can. So your body is dumping lots of stuff into it, including minerals, which give us clues as to heavy metals that you may have, which a lot of people don't realize. So if you have a properly read hair mineral analysis, you can see a lot of metals that are not overtly on a hair mineral analysis. But, but yeah, we want to see that one inch of hair growth. Anything longer than that is kind of like not, it doesn't interest us. But we can see heavy metals that you've had. You can test your pubic hair. You can see heavy metals that you have. Pubic hair is very slow growing. So we tend to not want to use that. We want to use very biologically active head hair. And, and that'll give us that one inch of hair. Gives us about a three-month picture of what your body is detoxing and releasing. And I know there are resources in your book. Is there a certain lab that you like for the hair mineral analysis? Yeah, I use Trace Elements International. It's called TEI. They're great. You know, there's other companies out there, Doctors Data, but we use the Trace Elements. Okay, cool. And for listeners, the show notes will have a full transcript and links to everything that we talk about. So that will be helpful. Okay, some questions about some of the things that you mentioned. So coffee enemas. I went through a period of time where I was like obsessed with coffee enemas. <laughs> like, like I was doing them every day. How do you feel about coffee enemas? Do they have any detrimental effects? Can you do them daily? How often should you do them if you're doing them? Yeah, so a lot of people are probably thinking, why on earth would I put coffee at my butt? You know, like they're like, mm, this is the right guy. They're like, mm, yeah, I'm going to pass on that. So basically, you know, the reason you want to do them is because one, they help your liver mechanically detox. Like they squeeze out the toxins in your liver like a sponge so it can get to the next batch of toxins. It also helps your liver to make glutathione, which is your body's top antioxidant to detox. So it, it dramatically improves and increases glutathione production. It also will relieve detox symptoms, digestive issues too, like if you're constipated or have a lot of gas or whatever. So they're great to relieve pain, to relieve detox symptoms as well. And so lots of benefits to them. They're like essential if you're doing a detox program and you're having headaches or you're having other different detox symptoms, they relieve it. So yeah, so anything you do for detox can deplete minerals in your body. And if people are doing coffee enemas every single day, I have seen people have, some people, not everyone, but some people have a lot of mineral depletion because of that. So you can get too much of a good thing. It's one thing if you have cancer or you have a serious illness or something, yeah, maybe coffee enemas are going to be more beneficial to you on a daily basis or even more than once a day. But for the average person, I think two or three a week is a better pace. And you can certainly do them as needed. Like some people just start out with one a week or they've been doing them a long time and they really only, only need kind of like a maintenance where they do it once a week. I used to do them every day and I got to the point where it just didn't feel right for me. But in the beginning, I was definitely detoxing a lot, really focused on that and the coffee enemas really helped a lot. And then over time, I've just kind of slowed things down and now I do them like once a week where I, I definitely had a period. I did them uh, you know, every two to three days. 
Okay. Yeah. Similar here. I remember the first time I did one and it's when I was actually struggling with anemia a little bit and I was just so fatigued and I did one and I literally felt like I could climb Mount Everest. I was like, oh, (laughs) this is amazing. Yeah. You feel amazing. You feel amazing. Not always, but for the most part, most people feel really good after they do the coffee enema. They feel less toxic. They feel more energized. They have a lot of relief, especially if you're constipated. You don't want all those toxins that are supposed to be released through your feces reabsorbing through your colon, you know, and that's what happens if you're constipated. And so if, until you can figure out the source of the constipation, doing coffee enemas is a great way to clean out the bowel. So, because they say that a lot about, they say, like if you Google coffee enemas, it's always they, these people that I don't know, but they say that it does increase glutathione, like you mentioned. Do you know if that's actually been studied in the clinical literature? Just because I hear it all the time. And then I actually did an episode recently with Dr. Nayan Patel, who has a book called The Glutathione Revolution. And I was like, if somebody's going to know, he's going to know. And so I asked him and he never even heard of that concept. So do you know if it's been studied or is it just like a thing that's more known among holistic practitioners? Yeah. So they've done, there's been a couple of studies, you know, and I can't really say unequivocally if the study is a hundred percent valid or has been repeated. It's not something that I really dug into too much, but I do have an article on coffee enemas on my website, and I do cite the study where they say that glutathione increases by 600%, you know, but it's definitely impacting the liver. It definitely helps the liver in all of its de- different detox mechanisms, but you can you can look at it more closely and you can read some of the research in the, the article. If you just go on myersdetox.com and search for coffee enema or coffee enemas. Awesome. I will put a link in the show notes to that blog. That's great. I do know when I was in my coffee enema phase and, and researching it a lot as well, what a lot of people say about them, even though the coffee has caffeine, they say that they get the caffeine boost, but they don't get the jitters and then it doesn't like last as long and keep them up at night. And I don't know if that's everybody's experience, but that was my experience and I saw that as well. Yeah, no, I found that I was I I could do one at night if I needed to and I could still go to sleep. But everyone is different in their capacity to handle caffeine and in the it's a genetic metabolic issue in the liver as to how caffeine affects you. And so if someone's sensitive to caffeine, they can always use less coffee in the coffee enema. You you only need enough caffeine to kind of dilate that portal vein so that the caffeine can get to the liver and the palmitic acid and other things that help facilitate the liver detox with the coffee enema. So you only need enough to kind of for your body to react. And so that is going to be less for some people, more for others, as far as the amount of coffee grinds you use in your coffee enema. So the citrus pectin, I definitely first heard about that from you. And when I was in my my black hole, I was doing the citrus pectin. And then I got re-inspired rereading your book to start using it again because it seemed like it's probably something that might just be nice to be using ongoing. But as far as taking it, does it need to be taken on an empty stomach? Can you take it with food? Yeah. So there's a binder I have, it's called Citra Cleanse. And so it has grapefruit citrus pectin in it. And so it is something you want to take on an empty stomach about an hour away from food and supplements or medications, because 
We want it binding on to the toxins. We don't want it binding on to your nutrients or to your thyroid medication or anything of that nature. So, and we, we want it to kind of bulk up, you know, bulk up that fiber in your intestines and kind of just scoop everything out. So you just want to make sure that you're, you take it on an empty stomach. Friends, you guys know I love wine. Do you love wine? I've done a lot of research on wine and I truly believe there are a myriad of health benefits the longest-lived populations drink wine. The polyphenols have a ton of potential health benefits, activating anti-aging sirtuins, potentially supporting our immunity, maybe even encouraging weight loss. Yep, it's actually not alcohol that makes people gain weight. It's what they eat when they drink. But if you want all of the benefits of wine, the type of wine you're drinking is key. Conventional wine in the U.S. is often full of toxins. We're talking things like pesticides, mold, and additives. Dyes, colorizers, artificial flavors. Have you even seen some wine that says vegan? That's because conventional wine isn't even necessarily vegan because of the additives. I am obsessed with a company called Dry Farm Wines. They're not a wine producer, but rather a wine investigator. They go all throughout Europe and they find the wineries practicing organic practices, and then they test those wines to make sure the wines are, wait for it, low alcohol, low sugar, free of toxins, free of mold, and truly supportive of your health. I'm obsessed with Dry Farm Wines. One of the most fun things for me as a wine lover is you get mixed boxes of wine and it introduces you to varietals from all over the world. The wines taste amazing and you can say goodbye to hangovers. If you think you can't drink wine, you've got to try Dry Farm Wines. I am obsessed. You can get a bottle for a penny. Yes, a penny. Just go to dryfarmwines.com slash Melanie Avalon and use the coupon code Melanie Avalon to claim your penny bottle. That's dryfarmwines.com slash Melanie Avalon. All right, now back to the show. Another supplement question, and this one is highly debated on the internet as well, and that is chlorella. How do you feel about it and the different types? And one of the debates online is people say that it is actually really high in heavy metals. That concept in general of like redistribution as well with like cilantro and chlorella, how do you feel about all of that? How do we take in these things and get the metals out without bringing in metals or redistributing? Well, the thing about, you know, products being contaminated with heavy metals is that just because a supplement contains a heavy metal and someone says, I tested this for heavy metals and it's high in metals, don't take it, take my product instead. The issue with that is just because a product contains a heavy metal does not mean it gets into your body because it depends on what it's bound up with. Like I mentioned with greens powders, they can have a lot of boron. So that boron will bind on the different heavy metals and prevent its getting into your body. Zeolites may contain a lot of heavy metals and test for that, but they're bound up and they will not get into your body. And the same goes for different clays that are used for detox. They can have a lot of aluminum. That stuff is not getting into your body. It's too tightly bound up with the different materials that are in it. The same goes for chlorella. You know, chlorellas work really good for absorbing all different types of metals. So yeah, they might, you know, you might take them and they have some metal contamination in them, but it's going to be probably removing more toxins than it's it contains. You know, you're going to have more of a benefit to taking it than not taking it. You have to take the right kind of chlorella. It needs to be broken cell wall. It needs to be, uh, there's like a couple others, there's different types of chlorella. I really like sun chlorella. 
I really like the type of chlorella that's by BioPure. BioPure is an amazing product, but you can't just take any chlorella and expect some miracle. There, there's different qualities. There are different ways that it's treated. Like, like I said, you have to have a broken cell wall or it's not going to be as effective for detoxification. Do you have a preference? I think the two types, it's like vulgaris and then like perennidoisa or something. There's two different forms. Yeah, they, they do different things. So they, they have, you know, they just detox different stuff. So in an ideal world, you can take both. Okay, cool. How about spirulina? Yeah, it's the same thing. Same concept. Uh, spirulina is more about like nutrition. Like it's, you know, it's not, it's not as much, it doesn't have as much detox capacity as let's say like chlorella, but super, super, super nutritious for you. Feeds your body nutrients that it needs to facilitate detoxification. Okay. And how do you feel? I mentioned the redistribution aspect because there's like, there's the whole world of people on the Cutler protocol, for example, where they're doing like ALA every three hours and they're super concerned with redistribution. So they're like, never have cilantro because they say it'll pick up stuff and drop it somewhere else. How do you feel about that? Yes. I mean, I'm not as concerned about that if you take binders, you know, and so that's the whole point of, you know, when you do any kind of detox, you want to make sure you're taking a binder. It's absolutely important. But yes, when people, you know, everyone is a little bit different. When people have severely compromised health issues, like they have chronic fatigue syndrome or they have complex chronic illness, their ability for toxins to exit their body is compromised. So in that case, yes, you want to be aware of redistributing, you know, mobilizing toxins and redistributing them. If you don't have certain nutrients or binders or your body just doesn't have enough energy to detox, you know, so the Cutler protocol does work for some people, you know, but I think it's, it's a fundamentally flawed protocol for several reasons. And I just don't want to really get into that. But I think the whole redistribution is, it's an issue that's kind of overblown, in my opinion. But if you have a complex chronic illness, yes, it's something that you want to be highly aware of until your body, you facilitate your body's ability to detox. And so on my protocol, what we do, we I think it's much more effective to work with the body on a bioenergetic level, like do bioenergetic testing and get your body working properly before you do any kind of detoxification protocol, especially if you have complex chronic illness. And that's a much more effective way to approach the body because the body physically takes direction from your body's energy field. So when you input correct operating instructions by doing like Nest Health bioenergetic scans and following the protocols to essentially put new operating instructions into your energy field. Your body starts detoxing so much better, and then you don't have to worry about the redistribution aspect so much. What is a Nest bioenergetic practitioner, and how do you measure those fields? Yeah, so I have a team of detox practitioners, and about half of them are also Nest Health practitioners. So Nest Health is a very sophisticated bioenergetic software 
that can scan your body for well over 500 different data points and then see where you you need help. So like they'll, it'll find where your top issues are in the scan, be it your emotional trauma, be it, you know, maybe your heart lung meridian or you have just some organ that's being affected. It'll test, you know, all your food sensitivities and all different types of aspects of your body. And then it will give you the top issues you need to work on and the order which you need to address them. And you can do different protocols. It has two different protocols that you can use to fix the issues that are found on the scan. And so that facilitates detoxification because it's just just fixing your body overall improve its function. It's a program I've done for about six or seven years. The the thing is with, say, doing like the Andy Cutler protocol or what have you, is that, and just detoxification in general, people are really just approaching the body on a physical level. Like, oh, let's take this supplement. Let's do this infrared sauna. Let's do, you know, what have you, eat detox foods. The body works bioenergetically. You know, and this is well established in the research. We have this energy field 10 feet or about three meters in diameter around our body. And that's where the vast majority of the communication takes place. And that's also where a vast majority of communication breakdown happens, where it then interferes in physical functioning. It causes an eventual breakdown in physical functioning. And so things that interfere in our energy field are emotional traumas. Emotional trauma causes 65% of physical health issues. Heavy metals and chemicals cause blocks in your energy fields. The EMFs, electromagnetic fields from your cell phone and Wi-Fi cause interruption in your body's energy field. And so it's much more elegant and much more effective to do testing to see what's going on with your energy field, what are the blockages, clear them to restore physical functioning, and the detoxification you do is much, much easier. So we need to work on the energetic plane. We need to work on the the physical plane as well. You know, you can't do bioenergetics and eat a bad diet. And then we also need to work on you know, our like psychological plane as well. But for detoxification, you have to be thinking on an energetic plane as well. So the actual scanner, is it a machine? Like, what does it look like? Yeah. So you can do a galvanic skin response. It looks like a little mouse and it can be sent to your house and you can do a scan. You can also do a voice scan and both of these pick up all the different frequencies in your body. And it's eerily accurate. (laughs) Eerily. Wow. Do you have thoughts on Rife machines, by the way? I use Rife machines for for sure. The only issue, Rife is great. It's amazing for infections. So Rife is just a kind of a plasma. It's It's a light. It's a plasma machine that uses like flashing light to send frequencies to your body to kill different infections or to send information into your energy field. So I find they work great for chronic infections, for Lyme, for brain infections, parasites, viruses, bacterial infections, things of that nature. But with the Nest Health, it's much more tuned to getting your body, the optimal blueprint for your body to function like a perfectly functioning body. So it's just a little bit different. It's just tuning your body overall into better functioning. 
whereas a rife is good for infections. Do you have the MOPA? I don't have a MOPA. I have a spooky too. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I have the, the MOPA. I feel like I go through periods where I like get really intense with things. So I went through a period where I was trying to use that for Lyme and CMV. I haven't used it recently, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> it's very overwhelming though. Yeah. I mean, I love Rife. It's a, it's an amazing technology, but it's, you know, it's very expensive. You do have to spend some time learning how to do it. It's very difficult for tech challenged people or brain fogged people that are very ill, but it's, it, they're amazing. Rife's amazing. So speaking to, no pun intended, the emotional trauma and addressing it, how do you feel about modalities for that? I know talk therapy, can that actually be an issue? How should people actually, you know, deal with their trauma? Yeah. See, that's the thing with, you know, all of us have emotional trauma and, and, you know, all of us are, we have different negative stuck emotions and traumas that we don't realize are unconsciously driving us and our behaviors. And we also, you know, the research is clear, 65% of physical health issues are caused by emotional trauma. And this is why, you know, after working with thousands of patients, you know, I, in my own health journey as well, I realized that I had just done everything perfectly for my health. I just did everything physically. And then I found Nest Health and I had I, Ness Health works on emotional trauma as well. It identifies what your emotional traumas are and what organ is being affected. And so I started on my emotional detox journey in that way and then realized how much my emotional trauma was affecting me physically. And, but then just, you know, over the last few years, I really have, because I had done everything physically for my health. I had reached the pinnacle. Like I couldn't do more physically for my health. So I thought, what is the next step? Because I was still waking up just kind of like, meh, like just not feeling excited about things, not feeling consistently like love, joy, and peace in my life, which are the highest frequency emotions. And I just thought there just has to be something more. I'd had 10 years of talk therapy. And the talk therapy doesn't work for emotional trauma. I mean, you certainly become an expert in your neuroses <laughs> and it can help get perspective on mommy and daddy and, you know, making better decisions in your relationships and things like that. And, and some people need that support if they don't have support in their lives. That's a lifeline for them. But as far as getting to emotional trauma and releasing it, the emotional traumas reside in our energy field. The emotions ha are reside in our energy field. They are not anywhere physically in the body. And so they have a frequency which can be measured doing bioenergetic scanning. They have a frequency just like, just like anything, you know, and, so, and that can be measured. And so we have to address them in the energy field. And so we can do that with Nest Health. We can do that with biofield tuning fork sound therapy. And there's a tremendous amount of conventional medical research that shows that you can input frequencies into your body to release emotional traumas. Wow. That's a big paradigm shift, I think, for people. So do you currently, like ongoing, how are you dealing with all of your emotional trauma? 
Yeah. So, I mean, I've been working on mine for a long time. You know, I had 10 years of talk therapy and I still had a lot of trauma (laughs) left over because I wasn't really addressing the root. So for me, I did Nest Health for many, many years and I do biofield tuning fork therapy in addition to Nest Health. And I go over all of these protocols and in all the research that I just kind of mentioned in my, I have an emotional detox program and it's, it's a 30 hour program. It goes very, very, very deep into why our physical abuse that we've suffered or emotional neglect, which is actually much more common, but just as traumatic as physical or emotional abuse can affect us as profoundly as that, this emotional neglect or just you just didn't have emotional connection or attunement with your caregivers. And so I go into all that how and why in the research and what emotions to work on and biofield tuning fork therapy and how to do it and all that stuff in my course. But I have a free masterclass people can take if they want to kind of, this is kind of touching a nerve for them. And they maybe feel like they're doing a lot of things, but they just feel like they need to do something a little bit more on the emotional detox side, or they pursued a lot of physical stuff and they're not getting better, not seeing the results that they would like. You want to think about working on the emotional side as well. So I have a class, it's at emo-detox.com. And that's a free masterclass that's incredibly interesting and goes into all the, the data and the statistics and the research what I'm talking about in regards to emotional trauma causing physical health issues and how to release it with sound therapy. We'll put links in that to the show notes. And and even if people think they don't have trauma, I know I had Wim Hof on the show, who was like one of the most inspiring people I've ever met in my life. But he was talking about, you know, how trauma travels through generations, like up to six generations, I think. And they, they actually like study this, like the epigenetics of like the stress actually is inherited, which is crazy. Yeah. And that's the problem. Like a lot of stuff that you have that you're dealing with may not even be your own stuff, um, but it's still, it's in your energy field. So it's passed from generation to generation through the energy field and it can be released and erased from your timeline. Like it never even happened using sound therapy. Wow. Wow. I love that. And I know we're, we're in the emotional side of things, but I do want to touch on one of the physical detox methods that we didn't dive deep into yet, which is infrared sauna, because I am obsessed with infrared sauna. I started doing it for the purpose of detoxing mercury. And I do it almost every single night of my life that I can. And I loved reading that part of your book because you dive deep into it. So how do you feel about sauna, you know, infrared versus dry heat or other versions? Do you do it nightly? What are your thoughts on sauna? Yeah. So infrared saunas where you're using a a far infrared sauna or a full spectrum infrared sauna is amazingly effective for detoxification and getting out a lot of like the fat soluble toxins that are in our fat cells and our different tissues and things like that. And they come out through our sweat. And so it's a great way to just sweat all this garbage out and lose weight and activates your immune system and just there's, and it increases like this easy gel water in our tissues. It has a lot of huge benefits. It activates our parasympathetic nervous system to relax us, lowers high blood pressure, things like that. And so there are regular saunas, like the dry saunas or even wet saunas or steam rooms that people may have at their gym. Those don't 
produce as many toxins. Anytime you sweat, you will be releasing toxins, but they just don't, they aren't as productive where you're, you're not releasing nearly as many toxins and you're essentially wasting your time other than maybe it relaxing you and it kind of feels really good to your muscles. It's doing like a, a regular dry sauna or Swedish or Finnish sauna is not going to get you those detox benefits you're looking for. What sauna do you personally have? I really like the influencer saunas for like a wooden sauna because they get really, really hot. I I have three saunas. Oh, wow. Of course you do. <laughs> yeah. So I use, I go kind of jump from one to one, but I use the influencer sauna is a full spectrum sauna. I also like, I have a bulb sauna by, it's called Saunafix that you can get on creatrixsolutions.com. And so that one is great because it heats up really fast and it's it's mainly like a far infrared sauna because the, the anytime you have heat, that's produced by far infrared rays. And so it also has some near infrared, but those have different benefits. And then I also have a, a Therasage sauna, which is just because that one you have like, red light therapy and infrared, and they have ozone, like a little ozone generator you can put in there that, you know, enhances your detoxification. So I just, I just hop from one to one, but I do it like a couple times a week now. I used to do it every day, but I've been detoxing a long time. So I just don't need that at this point. Hi friends. I am so excited to tell you about something that I am obsessed with that can revolutionize your health, help with stress levels, support longevity, and really help you when you go out and are having a bit of wine or drinks or all the things. And I'm going to tell you how to get $100 off. So I've been talking about the role of NAD in our health for so long. NAD stands for nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide. It is a coenzyme that is involved in so many processes in our body, including energy production and DNA repair. And it is depleted by things like stress, aging, lack of sleep, alcohol, and of course, too much partying. In fact, a lot of researchers believe that declining NAD levels is one of the key factors in aging. That's why I have been really interested in boosting and supporting NAD levels. And I have tried all the things. You can take precursors to NAD called NR and NMN. I still take NMN. However, I am much more alert by directly giving your body NAD. And historically, the most common way to do that that is accessible to people was through NAD IVs and NAD shots. I actually never did an NAD IV for a few reasons. One, they are extraordinarily expensive. Two, I've been doing the shots, which I liked because they were easy to do. That said, they always made me feel a little bit unwell right afterwards. And I've heard that the IV makes a lot of people feel unwell. So if the shots were making me feel unwell and that was going into the muscle first as like a barrier, I can't even imagine what putting it straight into my bloodstream would have done. Plus with the IVs, you have to sit there for potentially hours. So basically IVs were a no-go for me. So like I said, I was doing the shots, but I was like, I wish there was an easier way to do this. Then a company called Ion Layer reached out to me Oh my goodness, friends, I am so obsessed. So they make transdermal NAD patches and they have studies showing
showing that these patches actually boost your NAD levels. And what's so amazing is you put on a patch. It's super easy to put on. I have a video on my Instagram about how you do it. You basically get this patch thing with like a negative side and a positive side. You put saline on one side, you mix up the NAD with some sterile water and the NAD that they give you on the other side. Then you stick it to your arm or wherever you want to put it. You put a super cool black patch over it. Kind of like how you put the patches over CGMs. And then what's amazing is there are no side effects. You don't feel unwell from it and it lasts for 14 hours and it's so easy. You can do it at home and then you can really decide when you want to do it. So with the shots, I was doing them once a week and I was trying to do them before going out with this patch. Now I put on the patch before going out and it makes me feel so good. It really helps the next day from any alcohol recovery that you may need. And they look pretty awesome with my outfits. Not going to lie. I am obsessed with these patches. I just want everybody to know about them and they are so much more affordable than the shots or the IVs. If you want to boost your NAD levels, support anti-aging, help with your stress, help with lack of sleep, and or optimize your partying. You need these patches, friends. And I'm so excited because working with the company has been amazing and they are giving you guys $100 off, which is incredible. So to get that discount, just go to melanieavalon.com slash ion layer. That's I-O-N-L-A-Y-E-R and use the coupon code melanieavalon to get $100 off your first order. I cannot recommend these enough. I'm going to use them for the unforeseeable future, probably for the rest of my life. It's literally just become part of my arsenal now. Like when I'm getting ready to go out, usually once a week, put on my NAD patch. And even if I don't go out that week, I still like to do one once weekly. Oh, PS. They're also amazing for traveling. You guys know I'm not a big traveler. I've been doing more traveling recently and I wear these on the plane there and back. Game changer. Although it's really fun at TSA, especially because I already opt out and don't go through the scanner thing. So they already are suspicious. And then they're like, what's that on your arm? And I'm like, it's NAD. And then they're like, what's that? And then I'm like, it's a coenzyme in your body that's involved in a lot of metabolic processes and energy production and DNA repair. And then they just look at me really weird, but it's fine. It's totally fine. So again, that's melanieavalon.com slash ion layer to get $100 off your ion layer kit. It comes with six patches, totally the way to go for boosting NAD levels. And I cannot recommend it enough. melanieavalon.com slash ion layer with the coupon code melanieavalon for $100 off. I have a sunlighten and I have the solo unit that people can have like in their apartments that you lay down inside of. And I just, oh. I just love it. Like I started it for the heavy metal reasons, but now I just keep it because it just helps my sleep. It makes me feel, it's hard to describe if you haven't done it, but when you come out of a sauna session, I just feel cleaner, like on the inside. Like I literally feel cleaner. I don't know how else to <laughs> describe it. Yeah, you do feel, you feel a lot cleaner and also for really relaxes you. So right before you go to bed, it can be nice to do, but everyone responds differently. Some are relaxed by it. Some are kind of more stimulated by it. So you just have to figure out what works for you. And I learned something in your book. This blew my mind. I read it and I was like, no way. I was like, this can't be true. And then I went and like did some research on Google Scholar and it is true. I didn't know that the human growth hormone release from exercise requires heat. If you're exercising and not getting hot, you're not getting that human growth hormone release. And so in your book, you talk about the human growth hormone release potential from sauna, which I was like, nobody's talking about this. That's like a really important fact to know. Hey, yeah. Anything you can do to release human growth hormones, great. You know, because it declines after the age of 30 or so. So anything you can do to enhance that is awesome. And that's one thing that infrared saunas will do. Oh, which something else that enhances it, which I would love to hear your thoughts on. How do you feel about 
intermittent fasting? Yeah, you know, I think it's, you know, one of those things, it, it's great for a lot of people. There's tons and tons of benefits. I think that, you know, there's some people that hear it, like if they're super, super thin, if they're very, very chronically ill, if they're very, very stressed out, it might be a little bit more, maybe not recommended for those people, you know? So everyone is different, but I think if you're relatively healthy, tons of benefits from the autophagy and, and, and other things, I think people eat too much food, and they need to eat less food because if you're eating food all the time, your body's not detoxing. All the energy is going to digestion. So we need to have times, you know, like, you know, our liver, like if you're eating at night, there goes your liver detox, you know, because you, you have to have times you're just not stuffing your face, like from, you know, a few hours after dinner until for me, I just don't eat until I get hungry in the morning. Cause I know my liver needs to work and to detox. And so if I'm eating all the time, I have food, I'm processing all the time. I'm just not, not doing the detox that my liver needs to do. Cause now it has to deal with all this food, you know, that I'm putting into it. So I do practice intermittent fasting and it's taken me, a, it takes you kind of a minute to kind of, I guess, adapt to it and to get your body to, to, to not feel hungry when you are doing it. But I find if I eat at night, I'm always starving in the morning. And it's just like an insulin without fail. If I eat at night, then I, I'm hungry the first thing when I wake up. And it's not a real hunger. It's just a blood sugar crash. But if I don't eat after 7 or 8 p.m., and then I can go until noon the next day and not eat because my body's burning fat. I'm so jealous of you. You are the chronotype with all of this that I want to be. Like I want to be the the earlier eater that, you know, sleeps well going to bed. Like I'm the opposite. I have to eat. Like I eat all at night and then not during the day. Everybody's different. Everybody's totally different. So you have to play around with all this stuff and see what works for you. I'm super curious because you've been in this world for so long. Have you seen a lot of developments in detox methods and detox potential? Like, are there things on the horizon or is this kind of like the system? It's like set. <laughs> I just, I'm just wondering if it's like in the biohacking world where there's like something coming out every day. No, not really. Cause you know, the, the way your body detoxes has been, you know, that way for millions, millions of years. So, I mean, the only thing I would say that would, you know, dramatically change detox is, like I said, doing this type of bioenergetic program like Nest Health, that that is really the, the top of the line ways that you can correct your body's functioning so that your body can detox better and faster. Okay. So just getting rid of all the energetic blocks causing physical dysregulation, physical malfunction, where it's impeding your body's ability to detox. So that's going to be like the, the most cutting edge biohacking way to, to address your body's functioning. Okay. I guess I was thinking like, so do you use pharmaceutical chelation in your practice? I do not. I think it just, it's too harsh and it doesn't do like a deep, deep detox it certainly has its place if you have life-threatening heavy metal toxicities or you have a, you have an acute exposure. Yeah, do chelation. But for many people, they, they can't handle it. They don't fare well if they're very, very ill or it's not done correctly. And people can get very, very sick and can damage their kidneys. 
doing that. There's just safer ways to do it. It's not a race, but it does have its place. I'm glad to hear you say that. And because like I said, I did go that route when my Mercury was like 30 something and it did the job, but I just, I'm really, uh, I'm nervous about the damage that I probably did. And for listeners who are wondering, there's typically EDTA, DMPS and DMSA are the three. It'd be super cool if they could develop, I was talking about like developing something, if they could develop like the perfect chelation agent that would only pull out (laughs) the metals and not the minerals, but yeah, we can dream. Yeah. And your body can only do so much in a day. It can only detox so much in a day. And if you try to force it, you know, the that's when you can run into problems. So you just slow and steady wins the race here, taking minerals. So the more minerals you take, because it can take a long time, a year or more to replete a mineral, to to get your body the amount of magnesium that it needs to detox. And just by taking minerals over time, not mega dosing minerals, but just slowly but surely taking minerals every day on a daily basis can start slowly but surely pushing metals out of your body, get your body's detox mechanisms working better. And that's going to do the deepest detox. That's going to get to places that chelators can't go. Because your body will, it doesn't matter how many chelators you take, the, the DMSA or EDTA, your body is not going to allow metals to be released that it's using for different purposes because it is using some of these metals, like I told you before. I didn't think about that. Yeah. So it just, it's not going to allow everything, but it'll, it'll clean up a lot of stuff, but there can be a price to pay and people can get very ill. I mean, they can be knocked out for a couple of months you know, if they're, they don't have the detox capacity, you you have to fix your detox pathways first. Like you have to kind of build a foundation of your house before you start building the house, you know, so you have to, you have to do things in a certain order. And so that can take, you know, working with a, a qualified professional that really knows how to detox the body. And that's why I created a team of detox experts that helped that can help you on your detox journey. I don't know if you have an opinion on this. Do you have an opinion on, because a lot of people will do like the challenged urine tests and with a main like issuer of that and the results that you get from a challenge test are compared to a non-challenged population. So it always makes you look really dire in a way. Do you have thoughts on that? I know it's like a little bit controversial. Well, no, not there has to be some some method of comparison. So I think it's, you know, that's a fair, you know, that's a fair comparison to look at, you know, that's why you take a, a, a key litter like that to push out the heavy metals so you can see that compared to people just going pee, <laughs> you know, without a chelator. So yeah, you have to have some method of comparison. So I think it's perfectly valid, but you know, and taking a chelator once is typically not a problem for most people, but it, it is for some. So a final question to kind of wrap it all up. So you, you spoke a lot about your journey and how long it was and this need to, you know, it's not a race, <laughs> go slow, be consistent. I'm just like reflecting on when I was in my dark hole listening to you all the time. And it can be a very dark place and it can feel like you want to get better. You don't know what to do. You do want to go fast because you just want to get this stuff out. And I know we're all individual, but what can people expect if they do start like on your detox protocol, just like 
how individual is it? When will people start feeling better? And is it like linear? Do people make jumps, like big jumps? What do you see with people who follow your protocol? Yeah, well, you know what? As long as they're following it, they're taking binders, you know, they typically don't really deal with a lot of detox symptoms. Like somebody might if they just start taking a chlorella or they just start doing something random. But I think it's, uh, you know, learning how to detox is kind of a... It's a journey. There's a lot to it. And so that's why in my Meyer She Talks protocol, we just, we do testing and we have a whole course that people can take. And, you know, there's a ton of free resources on MeyerSheTalks.com. But I think it's easier to like do a test and start working with a practitioner that can really answer all of your questions. Cause you have a lot of questions. Like you're going to have a ton of questions just like I did, just like you did when you first detox and you need to know what detox supplements to take. So you get all those recommendations based on a, a testing that you do on my Myers detox protocol, but everyone is different. I mean, most people start feeling better within the first 30 days or so just by taking minerals. People feel more relaxed. They feel less stressed. They're sleeping better. They're just, their body's needs are being met better. They don't feel as tense when they start getting, taking magnesium. They have better immunity. They stop getting sick as often. There's just a lot of different benefits to you know, starting on a detox program, but you know, it's, and it does take energy to detox. So that's why we try to build people up for like a little bit, build, build people up, get those minerals coming in because, you know, detoxification does take energy. So that kind of has to be uh, accounted for, you know, so, so sometimes people can have bad days where they feel kind of tired or wiped out, but then it just passes as whatever toxin or pesticide is coming out, uh, detoxes. Are you of the opinion, because some people say when you detox, you should expect to feel bad, but some people say, no, if you're doing it right, you you shouldn't feel bad. Yeah. So it's going to be different for everyone. And so if people do start feeling really bad and they're doing everything right, then, you know, with your practitioner, you course correct and you figure out what's the better supplement, what's the better form of magnesium. Maybe you should do bioenergetics first or what have you. But like everyone is different. You know, some people don't have any detox symptoms at all. You know, if they take a binder, you know, or they stay properly hydrated or what have you. But other people, you know, it's kind of like the stock market where it goes up and then it kind of comes down a little bit. It goes up and you improve and then you kind of have a bad day. And the healing and, and detoxing is the same way. You have an upward trajectory generally, but there are some days or weeks where you feel like crap and it's like the stock market's crashing and then it goes back up. You know, and then you feel great one other day. So you you can't expect with any mode of healing to just automatically feel better instantly when you start doing it. It's just not reality. Well, the last question I ask every single guest on this show, and it's just because I realize more and more each day how important mindset is, which is appropriate given everything that we talked about. So what is something that you're grateful for? You know, and I am so grateful for, you know, for being able to do what I do to help educate people about their health. And I I feel like the greatest work that I've done that I'm the most proud of is this, uh, my emotional detox program, because I think it's, you know, one of those things that is largely overlooked that people aren't aware of that's affecting them. That's affecting them the most. 
and people are largely unaware of it. And and really, you know, my my larger goal for people and what I've discovered in this work that I've been feel like I've been guided to do is that in when you have negative blocked emotions, you have emotional trauma, it has these very heavy frequencies. Heavy metals and chemicals have these heavy negative frequencies that kind of pull you down. They interfere in your functioning. They And so people can just stay mired in this energy draining. How do I fix myself? I feel sick all the time. Or they, they just can't seem to kind of get out of this downward spiral in their health or their mental health because they're so occupied with these two issues. And when you do detox your body, when you do emotional detox and you start like decalcifying your pineal gland, for instance, people can get closer to their creator and people are more inclined to having the bandwidth to explore their spirituality, to be more in tune with mass consciousness, to be more in tune with their intuition, you know, when they've kind of raised their frequency by detoxing physically and emotionally. And that's for me is really the the gift and the blessing and why I do the work that I do is to help people almost like have the luxury of their health so that they can connect spiritually to their creator. That's incredible. And when did you say you started focusing on this aspect of all of it? The emotional detox part was probably about six, seven years ago when I started Ness Health. And that's really when it kind of came into my awareness. And I've just learned a lot more since then. That's why I developed the emotional detox program when I realized that people just needed to really be focusing more on this. Awesome. Yeah. I think it was probably right after, like, cause when I was really listening to your work, it wasn't coming up quite as much. That was probably in the beginning stages when you were getting into it. But thank you so much, Wendy. I, I've been looking forward to this for so long. You're doing such incredible work for so many people. You've had a profound effect on my own life and I will just be forever grateful for that. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. How can people best find all of your stuff? Yeah, you can go on MyersDetox.com, and I also have the Myers Detox podcast. I'm on YouTube and Instagram. You can take my free masterclass on um, the Emotional Detox Masterclass at emo-detox.com. And if you want to kind of test your general body burden of heavy metals, just with like a lifestyle questionnaire, I created the heavymetalsquiz.com. And so that's a really, really cool way to kind of, you know, check what your general levels of heavy metals are. And there's a lot of, there's a free video series after that. It gives you some education on detoxification. Awesome. Well, thank you. We will put links to all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much again. I look forward to all of your future work and wish you just the best rest of the day and week and year. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast. For more information, you can check out my book, What When Wine, Lose Weight and Feel Great with Paleo-Style Meals, Intermittent Fasting, and Wine, as well as my blog, MelanieAvalon.com. Feel free to contact me at podcast at MelanieAvalon.com. And always remember, you got this.